The Doctor Is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor Is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And it doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> you don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Liar, liar, Steve Clark. I'm not at the studios of Living Bread. I am in Omaha, Nebraska, KVSS 102.7 FM. Wonderful network here covering the whole state of Nebraska, and then some bleeding into a few of the other states. I don't know if you should say bleeding. Is that one of the words you can now use, or is that something that uh, no longer is allowed to say anymore? Maybe trickling into? That's a little more genteel. I'm here because I've been fortunate enough to be asked to speak at their 25th anniversary celebration tomorrow. This is closed circuit. For the KBSS listening folks, uh, there's still some seats available because, no, they sold out. Hey, I don't want you to think I couldn't sell the joint out. But some folks at the last minute can't make it. They still paid for the seats. So those seats are there if you want a free meal. I mean, yeah, you might not get your money's worth if you had to pay to hear me talk. But if it's free, well, it still might not be worth your money. But just take a bigger chance on that. Uh, good Lord permitting also, I'm scheduled to go to Traverse City. Michigan, uh, this coming Tuesday, the 27th. Let me tell you where that is. City Opera House in uh, Traverse City. So if you're listening in that whole area, coming in about uh, 7 o'clock. And then, oh, I know this is this is shameless self-promotion. I hate to do it, but these folks have asked me to do it. So, uh, March 1st, Tacoma, Washington, St. Joseph's. March 2nd, Bremerton, Washington, near Seattle. That's uh, Our Lady, Star of the Sea. And March 3rd, Coeur d'Alene, one of the most beautiful places in the country, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you want contact information on any of that, just go to the website, drray.com. The contact people's number is there. You can get the details. All right, so for contacting here, the number is 877-573-7825. This is not Look Back Friday. I didn't mention that. This is uh, Talk to You Friday or Talk Across Friday or... Repeat myself Friday, but this is no no longer what we... Well, I'm going to hopefully continue to do Look Back Fridays, but uh, sometimes we interpolate a program that is call-in because there's folks on Fridays that that's their best day. Maybe they're off. Maybe there's some reason, or maybe a teacher is off, and they can call in if they would so choose. The number is 877-573-7825. 877 877- 57 equal. That's the number to call if you've got a question about something in your life, a person in your life, circumstances, situations, anxieties, something you don't understand about the faith or how the faith intersects with uh, life or psychology or generic questions. 
generic, uh, quasi-philosophical questions. I minored in philosophy when I was in college, and that just was enough to mess up my head for the rest of my life. You know, instead of looking up at the chalkboard where a professor was lecturing and thinking to myself, here I am sitting at Case Western Reserve listening to a professor talking to us from up there. No, 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 no. I, yeah, Jack, I know it. I know you're listening. <laughs> My boss over there at EWTN said, I was distinctly promised no more than three days of you live. Ha! I'm already on the air, Jack. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Unless you flip that switch, which I wouldn't put past you. Instead of looking at the prof and saying, here, I'm sitting in a realistic situation, I would think to myself, am I in a parallel universe? Can I trust my sensations? If I degenerated into solipsism, is my world the only world? Do I know it's me? Do I know it's him? Oh yeah, that lingered to me for whew, years. Until I finally finally slipped away and went into psychology. Boy, that helped, didn't it? Alright, 877-573-7825. There are a ton, and forgive the mixed metaphor, boatload, uh, plethora, of all kinds of theories out there about the proper way to live, the proper way to raise children. Now, the interesting little secret about these is that they don't really have a whole lot of research support. They are some expert types theory that says, oh yeah, I'm smart, I have letters after my name, and I'm going to tell you this. And people go, oh, well, he must know. There's got to be some reason he's saying this, or excuse me, she's saying this. I know, every once in a while I fall back on the male proton. proton. <laughs> Sorry, that was left over from my days as an engineer. One of those is pathetic. I was doing a talk to a group of teachers. So this was back in the old days. I did a lot of talks to teachers. That was before they went to the website and saw that I was associated with Catholic media. And Jack Williams, you've cost me a lot of business. I just wanted to tell you that. Because they see Catholic media, and their attitude is, well, we're not going to book this guy. He's clearly, uh, he's clearly a religious nut, or he's a hater, or whatever the cliches are, the stereotypes surrounding anyone who has even traditional moral values. So for the most part, I used to do 20 school districts a year. Now, if I do one every five years, that's kind of a lot. I was doing one to a big group of teachers. This guy had brought me in a number of times. And I talked about uh, writing an essay uh, for disrespect, either in their homes or, if the school permitted it, in their classrooms. Now, there's another notion out there that says, let the discipline fit the crime. Uh, it sounds nice on paper, but most, most quote-unquote behavior crimes don't have a ready consequence that you would say relates if, for example, a child at age five melts down, well, send him to his room. Well, how does that fit the crime? If you have a kid who mistreats his sister and he has to go sit on the steps, well, how does that fit the crime? If you have a kid who mouths off, disrespectful, well, you ground him, does that fit the crime? You make him do extra chores, does that fit the crime? No, those are consequences. That's all. They don't fit the crime. The closest thing to disrespect is writing an essay, handwritten, respectfully submitted, a particular length on apology, options next time, topics. Well, when I suggested this, 
the guy who had brought me in, he was a psychologist. He came over and he said, you know, Ray, we love having you, but uh, really, I am totally objecting to this idea that you are making people write. Writing is something we want children to pursue, to enjoy. And if you use it as a punishment, and I've had English teachers say this to me, don't use my subject as a punishment. I'll get to that in a second. Have English teachers say, don't do this, and he said, don't do it. And the notion he was operating out of was this. If you force somebody to do something in what is a somewhat negative context, he got, he's getting punished. Are we allowed to use that word too? I know that word is kind of persona non grata or worda non grata, but he's being punished. That's going to set in motion an incredible distaste for any kind of literary or journalistic or authorship. There's no research backing this up, by the way, whatsoever, none, zero zip nada. But it sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good on paper, that is. Okay, so there was an author who was giving a lecture on budding young writers. And they were all coming to hear the secrets of good writing. You know how he started his talk? What are you doing here? If you want to be a good writer, go home and write. Yes. Writing is something that's a discipline. It takes practice. It's the hardest thing I do. I write books. It's the hardest thing by far that I do. But... I enjoy the finished product. You don't, but I do. And I look at this, and I say, this is self-discipline. This is incredible self-discipline. I haven't put myself on a schedule. Now, I've been doing that for 30 years. You'd think by now I'd really love this. Oh, boy, I can't wait to go sit down for three hours and try to put my thoughts on a piece of paper. That's hard stuff. My children wrote a lot of essays when they were growing up. And my son and daughter, the two oldest, who probably had the most because they, we started out with them, uh, both got 36s on their ACTs on the verbal. And she's a lawyer, so she does a lot of writing. And he's an engineer. And they like him to write up their stuff because he knows how to write. Writing is a discipline. I had a lady call me from Poland. Delightful woman. I don't know if she still listens to the program. She said that she had, they were all Ph.D. students in some some field that involved writing for a, a living. The prof came in one day and he said, you're all going to be professionals at this. I will not require you to do any writing for this class. I will offer the assignments, and if you choose to do them, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Because at this point... If you do not have the self-motivation to write, I don't know what I can do. And they were all happy, she said. Oh, we're being treated like grown-ups. This is great, wonderful. And it worked for about a month. And then, little by little, oh, maybe I didn't turn that assignment in because I didn't have to. You know, I was going to pass the course anyway. I was going to get a good grade anyway since because I'm here listening to him. And she was shocked. She said, as the course went on, more and more assignments were not turned in. And she said, we were all in the writing fields. 
And we did this. This is one of the biggest nonsense notions that's out there. If you have a child, write and put a conscience on paper. And you can go over it. You can read over it. My wife used to grade him for grammar. And by the way, don't let him be disrespectful in the essay because then they just go from slander to libel. They're wonderful consequences. They're easy. You can use them anytime. And you know, if you've got a six-year-old who can't really write yet, you know what my wife used to do? She would take those big double-lined pieces of paper and she would write, I will treat my sister nicer or something similar. And they had to trace over it. Ten times you traced over it. A little fine motor coordination exercise there. So many ideas run rampant and take away good stuff from people. Not just parents, from everybody. And they have no research backing whatsoever. So, to write is right. Writing is a discipline. Enjoy it. I'm Dr. Ray. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. When you find yourself with extra time on your hands, various thoughts might swirl around in your head. Perhaps crossing your mind is your current life situation, your future, the gaps in your life, and the blind spots keeping you from seeing the obstacles preventing you from achieving your goals. With all this time to think, how many of you are calling on God to guide you? Don't just think about life, discern each situation. Invite our Lord to talk through these decisions with you. What is God's will for you? When I coach clients who want a Christian perspective, we start each session in prayer. But even with clients who want a more secular approach, I pray silently to myself that the Holy Spirit guide us. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations we never anticipated with so much extra time to think. So go deeper in thought by truly meditating on the Word of God. Because communicating as a Christian means inviting Christ to the conversation. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from idle gossip. Feast on purposeful silence. Fast from words that pollute. Feast on words that purify. Fast from discontent. Feast on gratitude. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. the boards there at uh, EWTN. No, I'm sorry, at Ave. Forgive me. This is a co-production of EWTN and the Ave Maria Radio Communications. Hey, uh, you're interested in some kids stuff? A lot of people basically say, I want to make sure that my kids experience the faith in different ways that are appealing and entertaining. we got a great one for you. EWTN Kids Faith Adventures. That's a variety of faith 
television programs. There, you can even let the kids be on TV for this stuff. All ages for kids, including Cat Chat, The Friar, Children's Rosary, Tomkin and Blaze, Masterpiece Donut Shop, lots more, lots more. Just go to EWTN.com forward slash kids, and you can get a lot more on the details there. I uh, was kind of hoping they'd have some stuff for me there from, you know, stuff that I did when I was in the third grade, which, you know, I got decent grades on them, but apparently not. Michael, 24 hours from Tulsa. How are you, Michael? Yo, Michael. Yes, sir. There you go. Hey, thanks for the call. Of course. Yeah, so uh, I guess my question is a little bit of background, too, so you can kind of uh, help me ask this question better, I suppose. So I am a convert to the Catholic faith. Uh, I was raised a Methodist and uh, kind of... In my 20s, I've kind of uh, realized the value and tradition in the Catholic Church's teachings. Uh, but my question to you is uh, about Mary's power, if you will, her divinity. Uh, I hear these stories where, uh, you know, someone's praying the rosary, and um, the power of Mary was able to do X, Y, or Z. And I'm just curious. Um, if you could explain that a little bit more, uh, you know, I believe God, if he wanted to, he could strike a tree and make it turn into, you know, fire if he wanted to. Um, and I was, I kind of under the understanding that that was something only given to God, like the supernatural powers, if you will. Um, I was just kind of, I think you kind of get where I'm trying to go with this. Sure, 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 sure. If you talk to a lot of folks who are looking at the Catholic Church, they will say, I had three difficulties with the Catholic Church. Mary, Mary, and Mary. Right. You used an interesting word there, Michael. You said her divinity, meaning her godhood. Did you, do you think, how, how did you get the impression that Catholics view Mary as divine, like a fourth person of the Blessed Trinity. How'd you get that impression? Sure, yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, God chose her uh, to be a tabernacle for Jesus and birth the Lord. And so, um, obviously, that gives her some divine, um, or I would say she was divinely picked, I would suppose. I would say That's that. a better way of putting it. Yeah, she was divinely picked, mm-hmm. but she's not divine. Not at all. She is mm-hmm. the greatest creature that God ever, ever produced, if you want to use that word. So Catholics have a very high view of Mary. If you look back in the very, very earliest days of the church, they had an extremely high view of Mary. It was always there. And the reason was not because she was Mary but because she was the mother of God. We even had councils in the early days who wrestled with that question. Is she the mother of Jesus or is she the mother of God? Well, she's the mother of God because Jesus is God. It's a logical thing. Catholics have always asked for her prayers. And one way I could draw a parallel for you on that, Michael, is if, let's say you're ill, you call this station, and you say, you know, I'm, I'm asking for prayers, anybody who would pray for me. Would you think that's wrong? No. 
No, of course. You ask anybody to pray for you that especially you think is a faith-filled person. Of course you would. Now, if we ask Mary for her prayers, which is what we do, we revere her. Mm-hmm. She is God's family. She is Jesus' family. She's the closest person on earth. Her blood coursed through Jesus. It was She was half of, if you want to call it, genetic components of Jesus. So she's mm-hmm. very, very, very special. And Catholics have always held her very high. Even Martin Luther did. Martin Luther, he held her very highly. It's only as Protestantism has evolved over the centuries, especially in the more evangelical fundamentalist denominations and churches, where they've just kind of taken her and pushed her off to the side. Because, well, Catholics, Catholics put too much importance on us, or we're really going to kind of react the other way. So Catholics believe mm-hmm. that she has great influence with Jesus and that she can pray for us. Remember at the uh, wedding feast at Cana where she goes to him and she says, I have no wine. And Jesus says, what's that have to do with me? And then she didn't say a word. Like a Jewish mother, she went over to the servants and she said, just do what he he tells you. In other words, he's going to listen to me. Okay. So Catholics have always believed that the saints in heaven and Mary, who are very much alive, by the way, I remember when I was in the yep. evangelical world, they'd say to me, why do you pray to dead people? I go, wait, you mean people in heaven are not alive? Even the Bible talks about a heavy cloud of witnesses cheering us on to run the race. So we pray to her because she's so very special. She was chosen, handpicked by God to carry the God-man. We believe that as part of our Christian family, she's our mother in the faith, that we pray to her, we hold her in very high regard. We do not worship her. That's just a bunch of nonsense. People who don't know any better say that. She's not divine in any way, but she gets very, very high attention from Catholics, as she should. Think about it this way, Michael. Are you married, sir? Uh, I am not, no. Soon, but soon. Okay, well, good for you. So let's say somebody says, Michael... I think the world of you, you are truly one of the finest human beings I've ever met. And you say, well, I, you know, I'm, I, I'd like you to meet my wife. No, no, Michael, I don't really want to meet your wife. Uh, you, you're good enough for me. But you say, no, but my wife's very special to me. My wife means a lot to me. If you admire me, I'd, I, I hope you would admire her. Ah, come on, Michael, what are you doing? Would you say that? Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. And so, yes, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He is God. But his mother's very special. And there are there are many books out there. I have one that talk about why she is so revered and knock down a lot of the misconceptions that people impute to Catholics and the Catholic faith about her. And that will very much ease your reservations, your conscience, you're thinking, eh, that might be a step too far to worship her. She's got supernatural powers. She doesn't have supernatural powers. Whatever she can do is through her intercession, praying for us, to Jesus, to the Father. That's a summary there, Michael. That's uh, the quickest summary I can give you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hopefully that'll knock down one of the, the real concerns you might be having. Of course, of course. Okay. And go look at some of the early church writings. You'll see 
the high esteem they held her in because they knew that when Jesus chose a woman, she better be pretty special. By the way, my wife is a convert to the Catholic faith too, and uh, one of the things, not the only, she was sitting in the evangelical church, and the pastor referred to Mary as a vehicle. God needed a vehicle. And my wife was a mother. She's thinking, boy, I sure hope you don't don't call me a vehicle for my kids. And then he said this, and you're not saved by praying Hail Mary. And my wife knew enough about the Catholic Church to say, why is he saying that? He's misleading people. Michael, good luck to you, buddy. This is Dr. A, 877-573-7825. Got about a half an hour. This is not Look Back Friday. This is Talk to You Friday. So if you got questions, call in, want to hear them. Still got plenty of time. Well, take your call. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200. Modern philosophers Kierkegaard, Shelley, Sartre proposed the idea that existence precedes essence, by which they meant, in simpler terms, that in the process of time we make or create who and what we are. We understand, of course, that there are those who believe that their doing has been more successful than that of others, and have consequently argued that their being is on a higher state than that of others. This is the kind of thinking that leads to genocide, gas chambers, and abortion clinics. However, folks like Barb and Patrick and Paul and Alicia believe that from the beginning human essence is divinely ordered and infinitely valuable, and where else can we state this more clearly than our defense of freeborn children, who cannot prove themselves or justify themselves? They can only be, which is why they are so precious to one named I Am. Go to GuadalupeWorkers.org. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Let that guy play. Who is that dude? He was getting a little sloppy there toward the end. Hands are not fast as they used to be. Stocker Agarendi, thanks for joining me here. We do have some lines open because this is not Look Back Friday. This is, every so often we do this, uh, we will have a live show. And my boss over there at EWN, Jack Williams, uh, is already complaining to the EWN higher-ups. We thought we were only going to give this guy three live shows per week. 
How much can our audience take? Sorry, bud. Overloading them. Let's go to uh, Michael. Who wants to make a comment here because of something I mentioned at the top of the show. I said that there are still about 20 seats out of the 1,200. This, this gig is big, the silver anniversary for KVSS. And he said, wait a minute. Uh, you know, are you that cheap, Dr. Ray? Your words are worthless. Hi, Michael. Hey, Dr. Ray. Um, yeah, I started talking when the other Michael came on. I didn't realize there were two two of us. I hope you but, didn't say uh, anything really good. Uh, no, I saved it for you now. Thank you. Uh, being, uh, knowing that you are an all-sensitive person um, and yes, very... Um, Emotive, uh, sharing, connecting male, yes? Yes, and and still trying for the humble award. Oh, I've uh, no, I'm not trying. No, Michael, I'm not trying. I've won that thing nine times. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was wondering, would you, um, you know, maybe give me some money to pay for gas to drive up there at about a hundred miles an hour, so I could uh, to have dinner tonight? I see you're coming from Texas. Yeah. I think that I think that would reveal your respect there, Michael, for me. I think it would. Um, my wife typically she says, Ray, if you're speaking anywhere over two miles away, I don't think I can make it. But um, so you want mileage? I mean, this isn't something I'm going to talk to the KVS people, but I, KVSS people. But I don't I don't know if they'll pay mileage for the people coming. Maybe maybe they will. It's a, it's an idea to boost up our crowd. Well, I wasn't thinking of them. I was thinking of you. You want me to pay the mileage. Hey, I'm not hurting for an audience that bad. When you get to be my age, the bottom line is I don't care how much of an audience I have. If I got one good, if I don't, well, that's the way it is. <laughs> when I was younger, I would have cared a lot more about that. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was a nice try. It was a good idea uh, there, Michael. I uh, So how many miles away are you just... Out of curiosity, should I consider I would this? think I'm about 1,000 miles away. Yeah, it's 62 and a half cents a mile. The IRS, it's 625 bucks. Hmm. Well, given what, EW, <laughs> given what EWTM pays me, um, yes. yeah, you're going to be on your own, pal. <laughs> All right, doctor. You have a you know, piece of Christ be with you and your family. All right, Michael, thanks. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. I, you know, I got to thought a couple more things. Let me get the number out again too. Eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Eight seven seven fifty seven equal. You get a hold of Dan McGraw over there at Ave Maria Radio Communications. He's filling in today because uh, Andrew Kruchek, producer man, and Eric Dumont are both gone, and we decided to do a live show rather than a look back Friday show. Part of uh, Michael brought this up. He was expressing his confusion about the supposed Catholic Church view of Mary. And I understand part of that. Uh, I was in the Protestant world for 10 years. It is easy to see that some Catholics can respond to Mary in such a way that looking at it from the outside, you would think they're giving her too much importance, that they're viewing her as a semi-savior, and as as a, as a matter of fact, there was a word used, and it still is used. It's called co-mediatrics. Now, that makes it sound like that she's equal to Christ. And again, sometimes 
certain theological terms can be hard to digest when you're a layperson. And what that really means is she cooperated with God's plan of salvation. She was not equal to Christ as co, like a co-worker or a co-professional or a co-teammate. No, nothing like that. But again, I remember I used to, I was uh, raised at uh, St. Anthony's in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I've mentioned this before. St. Anthony's was the home parish of Mother Angelica. At that time, she was Rita Rizzo. And my dad, well, he didn't know her, but when she was a majorette at McKinley High School, she was, I believe, a senior when my dad was a freshman. And the law in Canton, Ohio, is if you were Italian, you had to go to St. Anthony's. That's the rule. Just the way it look it up. That's the way it was. And they used to, during the St. Anthony Festival, June 13th, they would parade a statue of the Blessed Virgin with ribbons hanging from her, and people would pin $1 bills. Well, you don't get any 20s, not in those days. But with a $1 bill, you could probably buy a used car. And you could see this, and somebody looking at it would say, look at this, what are they doing? It's a statue. What are they worshiping a statue? They're putting, putting dollar bills on a statue? Oh, please. But it was a pious practice. It was a practice that said, we think she is so special, and we want to give to the church to use this money. It wasn't to buy new statues of Mary. But you, you could understand how someone not really knowing what the church has always taught about this would say, I don't know about those Catholics. Woo! And I'll tell you, I heard that a lot when I was in the evangelical world. This was during, when was it I was in the evangelical In the late 80s, early 90s. And these were intelligent people. And the misperceptions that they thought about this was so fundamental that if you would have looked at all into any kind of Catholic writing, you would have thought, oh, I was wrong about that. One of the things that threw my wife over the edge and and helped her start looking at the Catholic Church, because she was not Catholic, the kids came home. That time we had two or three of the younger ones. They came home and they said, our teacher told us, this is the Sunday school teacher, that we have to pray for the Catholics in Mexico because they believe that Jesus is still dead. They have him still on the cross. They don't have a cross without Jesus. So we need to pray for those Catholics. And my, my wife thought, now, this is what you're telling our kids, which is so inexplicably incorrect that it wasn't even checked. It was just a cliche stereotype that was flung at our kids. And my this, part, this is part of what moved my wife to look into a lot of these things with the Catholic Church. I told her, I said, honey, I think one of the reasons you converted was because of my holy example. And she said, no, Ray, that was probably what took me longer to convert. So I don't know. I just... Anyway, thanks for joining me. 877-573-7825-877-57 equal. We will get back to your phones momentarily, but I just wanted to hear myself talk.
If you only see the difficulty in parenting, you will never see the treasure. Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan are devoted to helping moms see the treasure at every stage of life. Project Hope provides material assistance and guidance. Adoption, foster care, and counseling services are also joyfully offered. Our Walking with Moms in Need initiative provides help and hope at every turn. To get involved or make a financial contribution, visit ccscm.org slash mom. That's ccscm.org slash mom. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jangle. St. Ignatius of Loyola encourages those experiencing spiritual desolation that there is always sufficient grace for eternal salvation. In the seventh rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits, St. Ignatius speaks to the I can't of spiritual discouragement, so often experienced in spiritual desolation. When someone feels they cannot persevere in their prayer or their ministry, St. Ignatius offers encouragement in the seventh rule. Father Timothy Gallagher writes, Though you do not feel God's loving presence now, you can, because God's grace is always sufficient in time of spiritual desolation. The transition from a faltering I can't to a courageous I can, with God's sustaining help, creates the freedom for persevering resistance and breaks the power of the spiritual desolation. What areas of your life need a courageous I can? For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I just have too good of a time doing this program. And you know one thing nice about getting older? Uh, you, you lose a little bit of your governor. Uh, you say things and uh, you say them. Now, hopefully, I don't say anything too inappropriate. I've, I've never had the folks come down on me yet, but uh, I have an unlisted number, unlisted address. I'm off the grid. I live in Montana. They can't find me. So uh, I'm a little nervous, though, because sometimes the people at EWTN do listen to this program. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like you have to read the New York Times so you know what the opposition is up against. I don't know. It's good to have you with me. As a famous line said by Groucho Marx, he said, Are you going to believe me? Or are you going to believe your own eyes? Now, Dr. K is a wonderful lady. She's called this program before. And she's getting nervous, rightfully so, about computer-generated imagery and artificial intelligence. Hi, Dr. K. Well, hello, Dr. Ray. You are, you are so a I, delightful I, caller. And I was going to well, say you. you're a delightful woman, but I don't know that you're a delightful woman. All I know about you is your calls and your emails. I can make an extrapolation. You sort of seem like it, but I can't know. Well, you know. It, any kindness in me is because of Christ. Well, I was hoping you'd kind of throw me in there, too. <laughs> well, it's very easy to um, show my kindness to you because you deserve it. You don't know that, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, you don't. Um, you deserve it because you're a human being. 
Oh, there you go. Nice little broad creation of God kind of thing. Yeah, okay. You can lump me in with those yeah. folks. But particularly because you have said nice things about me, so so I'm grateful. Oh, bless but you, But I'm also concerned. I'm reading a book by Father Vincent Lampert, if mm-hmm. you're familiar with him. Not too much. I know that... He, uh, Teresa Tamio wrote one of the forward paragraphs. She reads? Does Teresa read? Oh, apparently. I was wow. She talks up good, though, if she wow. doesn't read much. Well, I, but, I, she, she, she finished a big book. I was teasing her about that the other day, and I said, uh, Teresa, do you read? She goes, I finished a 320-page book last week. And, and I said, that's a lot of coloring. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Kay. Sorry to, sorry to get you off track. <laughs> well, one, this book has me thinking about our history about 30 years ago when we started seeing CGI. Mm-hmm. And it was entertaining, right? Ghostbusters. Hey, they made the Hulk look the really things. good. They made the Hulk look yes. really realistic. Yes, yes. So, uh, but the CGI images now have made magic seem real and occult seem real and also rendered as comical and harmless. Yes, you're right. And and, and AI is uh, incredibly good at, we, you're not going to be able to believe what you see anymore. Yes. It's coming very quickly. Yes. They could have... So Any I, person doing I, I, anything and put it out on the Internet. They can. They can. I was wondering if you are seeing the whirlwind that we are reaping with this oh. increased uh, oh. um, interest in the occult because it's, of these entertaining it's bl- it's images. It's no longer and, something that you have to do in secret. It's blatant. It's it's held out as, yeah. I deserve respect because I, I worship Satan or I like Satan and I think you Christians. Oh, yeah. it's uh, There was yeah. a, a fella just in a, a state, uh, I forget which state it was, he was state rep, and he was welcoming the Satanists, respecting their quote-unquote religion in the state house. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, was, we've had... Mm-hmm. We have had a display. We have been required to allow a display of that in our state house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm getting off track a little bit. I get off I'm track all the time. Don't worry about seeing, it. Yeah, I'm wondering if you are seeing this in your practice. I am seeing the statistics that are incontrovertible that the younger generation, under 30, under 35, is miserable. Their yeah. their depression, their drug use, their unhappiness, their anxiety, their suicidal ideation and action is off the charts. Absolutely off the charts. You can't argue with it. And so yeah. there's much misery in that generation. And we're pursuing all the wrong things. And the older people like us are looking at that. And we had a little bit yeah. more of a religious sensibility to guide our lives, and they don't. So they're flailing all over the place for some kind of uh, content existence, and they're not finding it. And too many of the big people are saying, like that state house exhibit, are saying, hey, come on, we'll just keep going in this direction. 
even though we're watching how miserable you all are, we'll just give you more of this. It's lunacy, my dear. It is lunacy. It, it is. And and, and I look and at I'm it. Really, yeah. Well, I'm I look really at it. Jump in the soup. I, people say, and they take they take comfort in this, and I I take some comfort in it. I don't take complete comfort in it. They'll say God's in charge. God's going to win. God's going to work <laughs> in His purposes. Yes, that is true. But in the meantime, he allows a lot of people to head toward their own personal destruction. He allows it. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm going to yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead, dear. I'm going I'm going to step in it here and remind you that all of those um, consequences that you mentioned about 30 seconds ago are common in vexations. Well, I don't. I don't doubt that for a moment that the devil is having a heyday. I, I used to. I used to think more that people were capable of creating their own misery. The culture was capable of deteriorating. But so much of what I see now, Doctor K, is is yeah. so irrational and so nonsensical. Even if you're not a believer, it doesn't make sense. So there's got to be something polluting our minds at a huge, unforeseen level. And uh, I, that I I gotta believe that that something diabolical is going on. Yes. Well, ending on that happy yes. note, huh? <laughs> you know what it does for me. I'll tell you what it does for me. I live in that world. I live in the world of human misery. But yeah. for yes, me, my gratefulness is that for whatever the reason in God's mystery, He has allowed me to know Him. He has allowed me to yeah. be born in a time and place where I was raised to be exposed to this. And as I look around me more and more, I'm just ever more grateful for what I've been given. Where would we be without our compass? Yeah, you're right, my dear. The North Star. Well, wait a minute, when um, you say star, are you talking me, or are you, are you talking our Lord here? <laughs> That's so, right. Oh, okay. You're the all-star. Oh, I got and you. And God is our North Star. <laughs> you know, when so, I make remarks like that, there are people that that upsets them. They'll say, how can he think of himself? <laughs> I wasn't talking about the star like Christ. I'm talking about, you know, media star, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you'll give credit where credit is due when it comes to being the real star. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thanks, Dr. K. I'll talk to you. All right, you bet. I'll see Bye you. For Bye for now. This is Dr. A. Welcome to an Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matthew and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio.
I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, Behold, the church is covered with a heavenly garment by the icons, thus preserving the true faith. May those who do not believe this be covered with shame. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. This week on Christ is the Answer, it's the season of Lent, and Father John wants to help us prepare for Easter. It's only been about a week into Lent, but have you stuck to your goals of fasting and prayer, or have you hit that spiritual roadblock? It's not too late. The Church has so many faithful ways for us to traverse this season of penance. So if you need encouragement, join us again this week as Father John helps us get the most out of Lent. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. Got time for one more here, and I think it's a good one. I like this kind of stuff. Uh, do I have enough time here to preface this, or am I running short here, Dan? Let me look here. Uh, if I miss, okay. Real quick preface. When I was scratching and clawing my way back to the Catholic Church, I begged the Lord. I said, please just give me faith. Please just give me faith. And uh, I wanted it to happen, and it, it didn't happen at my pace. And God knows me better than I know myself, and he knew that I was going to really dive into what the Catholic Church teaches, what history is taught, and I did it for several years doing that. And it has helped me to answer just such a question like this. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. You are confused by the word co-redemptrix? I, I am, and do you mind if I say something funny first? You can say anything funny. Go ahead. All right. You were talking to an earlier caller about being humble. I knew a man who's, who claimed to have written the book entitled The Seven Most Humble People in the World and How I Trained the Other Six. I love that. Yes, I've used that line, and it's a great one. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Father, Father Joe Krupp has said, my humility is what made me great. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes, uh, co-redemptrix as yeah. regards uh, to uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's a scary uh, sounding word, isn't it? Yeah. It is, and we yeah. choke a little at that. And I know I could Google this answer, but I'm having way more fun asking you. Uh, give me a, a little clarification there, because yeah. the book of First John uh, says that there is no other mediator but of course. Uh, Jesus Christ, the Son Absolutely. of God. So uh, we've always choked on that. I'm sure there's a perfectly <laughs> legitimate explanation, but I'd like to hear that. Sure. The uh, When the book of John says there's no other mediator, of course, you don't take that to mean that you can't mediate and pray for someone, do you? Right. Okay, so what they're saying is there is no other Savior, Redemptor, between us and God than Jesus Christ. Of course, that's been Catholic teaching from the beginning. Co-redemptrix can be a very confusing word because it sounds like, you know, redemptrix, female, it sounds like she and Jesus, partners, you know, in this redemption of the human right. race. And I would believe that's probably what you thought, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's what we were told. That's what we thought. However, I've kind of grown up a little, and I enjoy listening to other points of view, and uh, that's the reason for my call today. You know, theologians and people who ponder all these things very deeply and they're bright folks. And they, they come up with words and language to try to understand. 
And on its surface, co-redemptrix sounds like you would say co-worker, somebody equal to me, um, co-teammate, somebody that's on the same team as me. We're, we're equal, co-redemptrix, equal in the salvation of humankind. That's not what it means. And I think there's been some movement to watch that terminology because it is confusing to non-Catholics. What it means, Michael, is that she cooperated in God's plan of salvation. When the angel came to her and said, you know, you're going to be the, uh, you're going to be the mother of the Savior. And she said, well, let it be done to me according to his will. Meaning she had free will. She could have said no. God didn't force her. There was, there was no imposition to say, okay, Mary, I don't care that you're 14 you're years old. I don't care that you're going to get pregnant out of wedlock. I don't care that all kinds of people are going to not understand you and wonder what the heck's going on. And she'd go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not ready for this. She didn't even know what it meant, right. actually. So she agreed. And so in God's plan of salvation for the human race... She cooperated. She said, okay, I'll, uh, I'll trust in the Lord. And you know, she said an interesting thing too. This I know because I know how your appreciation for Scripture. Remember when she was praying her Magnificat, she said, all generations shall henceforth call me blessed. Remember that line? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever heard anyone in the evangelical world call her the Blessed Virgin Mary? I don't recall hearing yes, that. Yes, I never did in all the years I was there, too. And she was <laughs> she was downplayed big time in where I was. Because, I think, I think ahead, it's interesting that... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I think it's interesting that uh, in other... I believe in the Song of Deborah, that phrase appears as well mm-hmm. um, yeah and I need to go back and double check now you're right because the, the, the Catholics have really tried to understand Mary's role in salvation history they really have gone all the way back in the early days of the church you look at the early church fathers they revered her so high and these church fathers knew the apostles so they were right there and her right. her uh, her status has always been very high in the church because she was the closest human being to our Savior. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and yeah, that, that really distressed my wife when we were in the evangelical world, how they not only ignored her, but they downplayed her, as if they had to compensate right. for the Catholics' high view of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate uh, you uh, checking it out, sir. Uh, that's very nice of you. That yes, shows an open mind to say... You know, I've been told what these Catholics believe, but maybe I ought to go to a Catholic who's knowledgeable about this and find out what they believe. I've enjoyed the discussion. I've already formed another question for the next time. Call me again, please. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I'd like so, to do that. Thank so you. So very much. Uh, All right, sir. Well, i got to go. I'm going to be, God willing, for another day here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska uh, tonight, the 25th anniversary. Silver anniversary of KBSS 102.7 FM Spirit Catholic Radio. Wonderful network covering all of Nebraska now. Started out with a 500 watt on a telephone pole signal. I didn't have too many. I they were one of the folks, one of the first folks to carry this show, by the way. And they still expand. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit dra.com and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. 
The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.